You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Oh, welcome in. It's football time again. <laughs> the realest of the real football time. It is football time. Well, I guess the real football time will be, you know, a few hours. Maybe 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Yes. Pacific at BallersLive.com. Maybe then it's football time. You excited, Jason? I am genuinely super duper excited. You know Jason's excited when he wears a polo brand polo. Well, I mean, <laughs> you got to stay on, on brand. Uh not a lot of polo getting played anymore, I don't think. Well, I think maybe we're just not wealthy enough. The polo is for... Uh, Brooks, the, you own a polo team? Yeah, Brooks probably yeah, Brooks definitely has a polo definitely. team. Definitely. Welcome back, Brooksy. Hey, it's good to be back. Was he on a polo excursion? Uh, I mean, you could ask him. He's right here. No, I'm on that. I think I he was then, him. yes. <laughs> uh, so these uh, fine gentlemen sitting next to me, Jason Moore, Mike Wright... Uh, they alluded to it tonight. We will be live with you on Thursday night football and we're excited about this. It's going to be fun going to bring our own fantasy footballers brand of, uh, just emotion, reaction, fantasy football focused, uh, analysis to the game. Uh, I am really excited to find people have asked for this for a long time and the world has evolved. Like it's more kind of you know, what do you want from your football experience? And even major networks have gone out and made alternate broadcasts to cater to different people. We've seen the Manning cast. We've seen, um, you know, the all 22 channel now introduced by Amazon. So this is going to be a new angle. We're going to uh, talk through what fantasy players are actually experiencing and feeling through the game reacting to the plays on the field and answering fantasy questions as well during commercial breaks, hanging out with you all super excited, have had a lot of positive feedback. 
people looking forward to it. So don't screw it up, guys, is what I'm saying. Don't screw this up tonight. No, high-level analysis, talk about fantasy football, and probably some fart sounds. Yeah, a couple fart sounds and probably some tears when our own (laughs) personal players aren't performing up to expectation. Yeah, I really hope Jonathan Taylor delivers a big game for my lineup tonight. Oh, I'm, oh I man, know. I got some bad yeah. news. It's not, uh, <laughs> Save it for the news, Mike. <laughs> okay. Uh, busy day today. Thursday night football tonight, but we, we went over the game a little bit on yesterday's show. News and notes on today's show. The forecast going through the matchups for week five. Starts of the week on today's show as well in Jason's Boom Boom Kicker, which I know he has been painstakingly working on. And and part of what makes it so difficult to construct such a beautiful segment is he does use the uh like the feather tip or the the pen. The quill. Yeah, the quill. Thank I'm, you, Mike. I'm not really great at keeping the ink on the pen right. or the right. quill. Uh so that is that is part of the problem. It's, I, it's pretty messy. Very messy. My desk is basically splatter paint at yeah. this point. Uh Twitter at the FF Ballers if you want to follow us over there, you'll also be let known uh, when we go live. So at the FF Ballers, we'll send out a note when we're live tonight. Let's get into Never Not Working. Never Not Working. Presented by Head & Shoulders, Scalp Shield Technology. Available at Walmart. So for Never Not Working, uh, we're, we're looking at bye weeks, upcoming bye weeks, and we want to take a look and say, uh, how can we prepare? What do we need to know about the bye weeks? Next week, we're going to have some more practical information of like, who should we maybe specifically pick up for the bipocalypses that are on the way? Week seven, there are four buys. Week nine, week nine, oh my goodness. Ooh. Nine and 14, there are six bye weeks. So you want to be able to be prepared uh, for what's coming on, but bye weeks need context. You have to approach each position differently. Over the last two years on bye weeks with four or more teams, here are the fantasy point differentials. Okay, the average top 12 quarterback has a minimal drop of 25.9 fantasy points to 25 fantasy points. So uh, on, on big bye weeks, four plus teams, it's not that huge of a deal at quarterback because quarterback's replaceable, right? Sure. Yeah, you start one. Yeah, there's streaming options uh, every week. We give you our streaming picks. So I don't think you need to freak out about those bye weeks. All that being said, all that being said, I, I have personally played. I, if you've got one of the big three, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, that's been carrying your team, you might, you know, Jalen Hurts is coming up next week. So I have kind of prepared a little yeah, you bit. you want to think about it. Um, but – the average top 12 running back score drops from 23 fantasy points to 19 fantasy points on those big bye weeks. You're not going to be able to replace your stud, but the median score goes down. So value touches. Take your two running back spots and look at their average touches. If you can get 28 combined touches on a bye week, you're basically in a good spot. So, uh, you know, a target is worth more than a carry. Guys like J.D. McKissick. Um, you know, that are getting targets every game. He Somehow he is still available in 60% of leagues. We talk every waiver show about, like, there's no running backs. You can't pick up anyone that could start. You could pretty much always pick up a J.D. McKissick and play him. Um, and at, at wide receiver, a top 24 wide receiver output has a minimal drop from 18.8 to 18.5. Uh, 
again, you could find startable wide receivers, especially in the flex territory. You can usually we'll we'll give you some guys you could pick up, not just for long term stashes, promising rookies, but saying during the bye weeks, listen to the waiver show because we're going to say you got a lot of players missing. Here's who you can plug into your lineup. There's guys like Zay Jones around usually on the waiver. Yeah, and the nice thing is everybody's dealing with bye weeks. You're gonna feel it's just like we talk about with injuries. You're like, oh, I lost this player. You know who else lost a player? Your opponent. And everyone's opponent because everyone's losing players all the time. Um, but you you want to prepare coming up for the bye weeks. Running back is the position that if you can do the best job of preparing for and, and, and looking towards touches and opportunities and specifically targets, try to stash some of those players now. And then next week, we're going to dive a little bit deeper because the, the major bye weeks are coming. And we're going to tell you exactly who to target, who to pick up. But look at your waiver wires now. This is going into week five, by week start, week six. And running back is different. It's all about the opportunity to target that. All right. Uh, get up to 100% dandruff protection. That is never not working. So, I mean, we're always working. Mm -hmm. Always. With head and shoulders scalp shield technology available at walmart.com. Use it every time you shampoo and see the difference. News and notes from around the league. Presented by USAA Insurance. Speaking of not working. Jonathan Taylor has been ruled out for tonight's game against the Broncos. This will be the first game in his entire career that he will miss due to injury. And that goes back to high school. Uh, he did miss a game, I think, due to COVID protocols last year. But first injured game for Jonathan Taylor. Too quick of a turnaround with the ankle. Jason, you said we should be rooting for this anyway. Get him back healthy in you know next week. Yeah, I mean, it, context there being that I, I, it's a tough matchup and two injuries. He's got the turf toe and the ankle, so you you really want to have him heal up so that you can have the Jonathan Taylor you drafted with the first pick and not continually be disappointed by the performance of one of the best running backs in the league. Alvin Kamara with the rib injury plans to return in Week Five this week against the Seahawks. It's a good matchup. Put him back out there. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Jalen Waddle did not practice due to a groin injury. I'm I'm a little ah. bit ah, groin. Now he has more time because they had the Thursday night football game, so he's got ten days of rest. That should hopefully be great news for getting him back out there. I am certainly more worried based on the fact that during the game he left a couple of times. He was seen limping uh, on the sideline. Then he'd still come back in and play, but. He's not at 100%, and so like when I'm making my DraftKings lineups, I've, I've really enjoyed looking Waddle's direction. I am not right now. David Montgomery didn't practice. It's a pretty bad sign Man. on him maybe missing another week. Yeah, for, it, for them to call it day-to-day -day and be like, well, he's, he'll still probably play last week, and yeah. he's not practicing. Matthew Betts, our injury expert, when it happened, he said, you know, the mechanism looks like an injury. He, you're going to miss multiple weeks. And that's what I wanted to go with. But then the coaching staff is like, oh, this is day-to-day. -day. Yeah. This is a new coaching staff. So uh, I'm – It's I'm not the magician. I'm taking note. I'm taking note that you're you're a liar because it, we knew it wasn't day-to-day. -day. Jason, I got bad news for you. They're all liars. They're all liars. Yeah. Lying that's, lie faces. Well, it gives them such a competitive advantage. Yes. Yeah. Kyle Pitts, superstar, 22 years old today. Happy birthday, Kyle. Pitts didn't practice hamstring injury 
Yeah, maybe so. is this like a hamstring birthday interim? Oh like, uh, yeah. Ooh, uh, coach, I got a I got a party. Uh, hamstring. <laughs> I got a hamstring issue. Maybe. Uh, look. Um, obviously, we don't want him to be hobbled. We got to keep a look at the practice reports going forward. If he has to miss, if this is you know, if this turns into an injury that keeps him away, then congratulations, you can score at your tight end oh, position. Oh man. Oh. Right now, he's just been crushing you. The algorithm says you are correct. I mean, this Rude. is great news for you, Andy. This is the time to double down. Him not playing is <laughs> maybe the key to him scoring. Um, I want to remind our audience. Do that, you? Yeah, I do, that you guaranteed the touchdown this week for Kyle Pitts. <laughs> so I say that because I want you to have that glory. Because what – I mean – that's awesome. I will say this. Is this like Kyle Pitts is inactive, but then at halftime they're like, just kidding. He was active the whole time. He's going to play the second half. Obviously, if he's not active, Andy is completely set free, right? If you make a bet and a player doesn't play, that's going to be retracted. The, the matchup is very good. Agreed. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, difficult, but the tight end is where you beat them. <sighs> J.K. Dobbins didn't practice due to a chest injury. Oh, that's interesting. Was limited last Wednesday with the same injury. Ended up full on Thursday, Friday, so don't panic yet. yet. Rashad Penny didn't practice due to a shoulder injury. And Hollywood Brown with the foot. I think it's probably same old, same old for Hollywood. He was really good last week. Missed some practice. Protecting him from injury. What about Penny? I'm not personally worried about Penny. I know it's scary because it's Rashad Penny who misses so many games with so many different injuries. Uh, He had a heavy workload. And this was Wednesday practice. I think this is a day of rest. You've got to mark something on the injury report. If he misses Thursday's practice today, and, and maybe I doubt that will be out by the end of the show because they're West Coast. Um, but we'll monitor it and, and tweet it out. But I think he's fine. I'm not worried about – I mean, I think he's a bad play this week. But I'm not worried about the injury. TJ Hawkinson didn't practice. DeAndre Swift didn't practice. Amon Ra didn't practice. DJ Chark didn't practice. Did the Lions have a practice? Or? They all attended Kyle Pitt's birthday party. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. So Swift is not likely to play this week. No, they. Th- this is a team that has the week six bye. Yes. So I think that's a big deal. Absolutely. Amon Ra, that, I mean, Amon Ra's timeline seemed like he would be able to get back, but if they've got a bye week the, f- the next week. This, Might not happen. This seems like I, I don't expect any of these players. Well, Hawkinson should play, but I don't expect Swift or Amon Ra and maybe not chart playing this week. And this is in New England this week, right? Correct. Wandale Robinson, Kadarius Tony, both limited okay. in practice. I don't. Okay. I'm not going to believe they play until they literally step onto a field for a game based on just the routine we're in with them. But, but if they're getting in limited practice, I think you need to. If you're in a deeper deeper league, you should probably be stashing them at this point. T. Higgins limited with an ankle injury, Mike. Yeah, he I mean, it, again. It's Wednesday. He was also banged up in that uh, in in the Bengals game the the, the past week, kind of on and off the field. Had a a moment where he was off, and the trainers were looking at it. He did go back in. So for now, this is just something to monitor. That was today's news and notes presented by USAA Insurance. Learn more at usaa.com/insurance. Fantasy forecast. 
All right, we are going to kick it off with the New York Giants at 3-1, and one, taking on the Green Bay Packers at 3-1. and one. I just said that sentence, and I don't know if I believe it. The DraftKings Sportsbook line, Green Bay minus 8 at home. The over-under is just 40 points. That gives the Giants just 16 points on the road. Is this a very simple Saquon and no one else situation? Yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, this is about as easy as it gets. Um, I It... To, to speak one more uh, second on the Kadarius Tony Wandale Robinson uh, practices, I went back and looked last week because I couldn't remember if they were, you know, a lot of times you get these limited practices, but it's just Wandale people was not. off to the side. Neither one. Neither one were limited last week. So getting a limited practice in is great news. These are guys I would be picking up off the waivers, not playing this week, uh, but certainly if they are back to practice, I th this team desperately needs them. Uh, it does appear based on, you know, just practice and not signing a quarterback that Daniel Jones is going to be good to go as far as active I don't know if he'll have the same mobility you know he had two rushing touchdowns last week and I doubt that uh with his injury that he'll be able to kind of turn on the wheels turn them on turn them on got it or even just turn them <laughs> yeah um they just they don't need power yeah, they're so just what wheels what kind of powered wheels do you got over uh, oh, power, power power wheels gotcha right no, that's a pretty strong rebuttal uh this game's in london by the way i should have uh, led with that it's an early morning game set your alarms if you are worried about a player being active or set if, your alarms or if, if you're, you're not. not yeah i mean saquon uh you you want him in there i don't think there's any report that he's gonna miss you better wake up and make yeah. sure one hour before a game. And, uh, Somehow this is the 32nd London game in the first time ever with two winning records in London. What? Yeah. Is that real? Yeah, we we usually send them our best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it's well, almost, we tried to send them a losing record and the Giants came out and went three and one. It's because it's it's almost always been the, the Jaguars and the Jaguars have been terrible for a long time. So uh, on the on the Giants side to speak to Saquon, right now his over-under on DraftKings Sportsbook is over 100 combined rushing and receiving yards. That's kind of the, the betting That's baseline. Nice. So, That's nice. yeah, you, you love to see that and nobody else. The Packers defense, 13th right now against the running back. Saquon just gets so much work and has looked great. So, yeah, he's, he's locked. Aaron Rodgers on the other side will be – Taking on the Giants, their their defense has been solid so far through four weeks. It's what's been keeping them in these games that they end up winning at the end. Ninth against quarterback, second against wideouts. That makes it a pretty difficult situation. I mean, I think it's difficult in general to analyze the wide receiver room in Green Bay just like it was before the year because, you know, these both teams are on the road for this game. I realize that. But it hasn't been prolific for the for the Packers offense. And you're in a situation where, you know, Romeo Dobbs, he's been good. The trust is probably building. Alan Lazard, eight targets last week. So you could you could just lock those two in if you want to. Yes. But I don't know where this is evolving to. And, and Aaron Rodgers himself, like from a fantasy perspective, I haven't seen people starting him anywhere. And it did you see these comments this morning? Yeah, we're back to retiring. Yeah, I mean, he basically just said, you know, I didn't, I didn't watch it. I just read the the headline. It was a, it was a myriad of things that might make him not come back. But one of them was the development of the young wide receivers. It was like if they don't develop, apparently that's a condition in which he might, you know, walk off into the forest. I feel like that's good news for Romeo Dobbs in the sense that Aaron Rodgers is saying, I need this guy to develop. 
so that I can have a, a you know a future here. Dobbs has been playing the number one role. If you look, he he can't really go up any in snap and route participation. He has been on the field for all their passing downs. Uh, he has been leading in targets, and I think Dobbs is a is a strong play. I'm fine uh, playing him. the The Giants they look like they have a good defense. A lot of that has been the schedule. The schedule adjusted defense right now. They are not a very great defense. So I think that the Packers can come in here, put on a show. I'm happy to play both running backs, uh, Dobbs and uh, Aaron Rodgers, as you know, it was a low end option. Mm. I'm 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 happy to play both Lazard and Dobbs. Lazard has, has the snaps have gone up every week as he's been returning for that ankle injury. He scored in two of his three weeks, and then last week was over a uh, hundred yards. So I, I like we're. We, well, you're you're certainly hoping for one of them to become like a Devonte Adams, a Jordy Nelson, just a true alpha number one. I think we're we're seeing that split into the two guys, which is it's still fantasy relevant. It's just it's not top ten, but both of these guys I think are like low level twos, high level wide receiver threes. Yeah, I, I would agree. I'm I'm fine starting Lazard as well. And and to speak to the schedule adjusted defensive ranks because I'll I'll be talking about that a little bit as as we go through some of these matchups now that we've got a month of the season in basically a lot of times you know you might look great against quarterbacks the defense is not giving up a lot of points to quarterbacks but it really makes a difference a month in well what quarterbacks have you played you know were yeah. you playing Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen and shutting them down or you know were, were you playing a, a you know Cooper Rush and he didn't put up a lot of points but that he wasn't expected to um, so the schedule adjusted defensive ranks basically take what the expectation of the players they that that defense played against and then says, how did you do against what they should have done? Did you do better or worse? So like against quarterbacks right now uh, and, and running backs, the Giants project as the 22nd best against those two positions when you adjust for the schedule. Interesting. So is that you saying that the teams that they played beat their expectation against them? Uh, no, at those positions I'm saying that the teams that they played haven't been very good and so while they didn't give up a lot of points they weren't expected to score a lot of like points the, the Giants have played Ryan Tannehill Baker Mayfield Cooper Rush and Justin Fields right exactly so, so it looks like are, oh they don't give up a lot of points to quarterbacks but it's like well those quarterbacks don't score a lot of points of right. course they don't but that doesn't mean that they're a bad defense because no. you don't know what they're going to do against the good quarterbacks it, yet. Absolutely. It doesn't guarantee it. And as the season goes along, especially once we get to like week eight, the schedule adjusted will be a really, really valuable metric. Do you play Aaron Rodgers? I am okay with it. Jared Goff on the road in New England with how well play, he's been. I'd play. Oh, gosh. I would definitely play Aaron Rodgers. I'd play Rodgers. Yeah. The he's not finished inside the top uh, 12 in any week. He's only averaging 234 passing yards per game. Man, Jared Goff is – that's a really tough call. I'd play Goff. I mean – Really? Yeah, because there's no explosiveness right now in this offense. Man, I – Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. So, but, but if you – I get that Jared Goff had a monster week, you know, without his weapons last week, but that's – the Seahawks are not the New England Patriots. On the on the road in New England, three straight weeks that Aaron Rodgers has scored sixteen fantasy points. Sure, it's it's a very tough call. I have them basically just a couple spots between them. Rodgers has thrown three picks so far. Doesn't he normally hit about seven on the season or less like that? or yeah. something? Yeah, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, 
Only one touchdown on the year for A.J. Dillon right now. Are we concerned about the upside of Dillon based on what the first four games have revealed? Uh, he's averaging nearly 18 opportunities a game, so I'm not I'm not concerned that you haven't had the big explosive week. Week one was very good, uh, but when it comes to a running back, you just you want touches and you want some targets, so it's – you just haven't hit a big time yet, but A.J. Dillon is still in play. Rodgers hasn't thrown for more. Last year was four picks. Yeah. On for, the season? On the season. Wow. The, week, the year before, five. The year before, four. The year before, two. He doesn't throw them. It's wild. It does. I mean, you've seen the difference with that Devontae. Sure. Without question. But hopefully Dobbs, Watson has only played like 25% of snaps. He's not startable. I don't even know if he's worth a hold. What would you tell somebody? Is, is Christian Watson worthy of keeping on your bench? Because Watson is, yes, to me. What's the outcome there? Because uh, Dobbs has obviously got him beat right now. I, th I think the outcome is just simply the fact that he was injured. And so he's still working his way back from injury as far as getting – he's got to earn the snap counts and the target share. But when you've got the, the draft capital they put into him, the athletic profile that he has, I, I still feel like he's probably more valuable than – holding a you know a Zay Jones that could you know if if you need a start obviously Zay Jones is going to be a better start than Christian Watson but if these guys are just on your bench you can find a Zay Jones off of waivers every week sure I, I remember you guys talking a lot about rookies with Green Bay before the season yeah and so I was trying to figure out if Christian Watson has a path to be in every week start it, it, the path is there it's the probability is low but the path remains. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say I would rather, if you're talking about the low-end rookie wide receivers who you know are very droppable, I would rather have Sky Moore than Christian Watson. Robert Tunyon, his touchdown guarantee is only available in the United States of America. Oh, Unfortunately, I can't guarantee you one, but I do think he's going to continue to be involved in this offense, especially in the red zone. Continental? Uh, I, no, I mean, if they played a game in Hawaii, I'd be willing to guarantee a touchdown. Okay, okay. awesome. I'd, I'd throw awesome. A, a luau. For nice. Tunyon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Quick break. Back with some more matchups. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Some things may seem small at the time, but when you keep them inside, when you keep everything bottled up, you leave those emotions to fester and they can have some serious negative consequences. I know when I was younger, you know, you don't want to always say what's on your mind. You don't want to be seen as ungrateful or insensitive or whatever, but sometimes you bottle those things up too long and they develop into real problems. Talking things out, working through what's weighing you down, it is more helpful than you realize. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. I've had therapy. I've had practical, personal advances through therapy, whether I'm learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries personally, how to make better habits in my life. There's a lot of benefit, and you can give BetterHelp a try if you've been thinking of starting therapy. It's entirely online. It's convenient and flexible. It's also easy to get started. You just fill out one brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash footballers to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash footballers. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. It's no secret we get deep on football here to the point where, yeah, maybe I, I might lose track of a few other things like subscriptions. 
I mean, do you know how many you've got right now? Probably not, but our sponsor, Rocket Money, can help. I've been a longtime user of Rocket Money. I love it. I get pop-ups all the time checking in on my finances. Things like subscriptions, like, hey, you should probably go through your subscriptions and, and just make sure that everything is on the up and up. And I go and I check and I review every single time. And sometimes, every once in a while, boom, there's a subscription that I forgot about that I don't use anymore. Thank you, Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash footballers. That's rocketmoney.com slash footballers. Rocketmoney.com slash footballers. Detroit Lions, 1-3. The aforementioned Jared Goff taking on the 1-3 New England Patriots. We expect to have Mac Jones back in this game? I mean, most players would not be back. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, with the injury that he had, but yeah, I mean, he could be. <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook line, New England minus three over-unders. 45 and a half. Okay. I mean. Okay. I, this might not be the the kind of the terror that the New England defense puts in you when you go on the road. I just don't know if that is there right now. Um, twenty fourth ranked against fantasy quarterbacks, points given up, twenty seventh against tight ends. So, you know, T.J. Hawkinson. I think you can stay in the. He earned himself like instant fire. You know how we say it's got to be three weeks in a row. I think if you if you approach forty at tight end, and yep. I mean not the age like Antonio Gates, but the point total like Hawkinson, I think that's instant fire. I think any time you put up three big weeks in one week, right. um, that counts as instant fire. Ew, so interesting. You're so, gonna need to take this up with the with the committee, the NBA Jam committee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if they still gather yearly as they used to. It would to. be like if you made a ten pointer, you're automatically on fire. They just don't have ten pointers in the game. Yeah, or right. behind the back from half court. Obviously, the same as a 10-point. Exactly. All right. Uh, Jared Goff, he's the quarterback five. The recipe for success for this Detroit offense has been not having a defense. And he's capable of high volume, uh, garbage time, all of these things that we saw last year. They've been on display even more this year. So, you know, in a game where you don't love going on the road to play New England, I still think Hawkinson, Jamal Williams. Yep. Maybe golf, depending on your situation at quarterback. Like, would you play golf on the road at New England, or you play Russ tonight? I think I'd play Russ tonight. I would rather because it play feels him. safer. I'd I'd rather play Russ. What about uh, Derek Carr on the road against Kansas City? Derek Carr is is who I would go with. Yeah, I would take I would take Derek Carr. <laughs> well, Jared, Jared Goff has been on the fire. The nicest thing we've ever said about Derek Carr. And I I don't want to take anything. Send away. in the car. Send in the car. I don't want to take anything away from Goff because Goff was missing so many of his weapons and he was absolutely awesome. But it was, you know, at home in a dome against the Seattle Seahawks, terrible defense going on the road to New England, who they don't have the scariest defense in the world. But 
in New England, they're going to be a lot for Goff to handle. So he, to me, is a uh, a quarterback two on, on the week. I'm starting all those other names over Goff. Are you looking at any of the wide receivers if we don't have Amon Ra out there trying to you know play Josh Reynolds roulette? I, I feel like Josh Reynolds is a fine PPR option. I mean, you're talking about 10 targets two yeah. weeks ago, eight targets, seven receptions this last week. Josh Reynolds is, is fine. On the other side of the ball, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson should have huge opportunities in this game. Both should be started. At wide receiver, they should get Jacoby Myers back, right? Is that a guarantee? Um, it's not a guarantee. All right. Well, don't guarantee it then. Uh, Devontae Parker has had two straight great weeks. So if Myers is back, is he the preference? If Myers is back, I don't think I'm playing anyone. If Myers is gone, you can say, okay, uh, Devontae Parker, let's go for another good week. But the, the thing is, is last week – It was one a, big play. He had a 25-yard touchdown. That was one of his two targets. So it's really hard to trust Devontae Parker. Well, if, like, we still don't know for sure that it will be Mac Jones. If it's uh, – Taylor Zappi. If it's Zappi. Zap, zap, zap. I mean, if he's zapping people on the field, are you will? No, I'm bailing out. Oh, big bail. Okay, I'll, I'll, big big bail. Even if it's Mac Jones, I need a big bucket. I mean, <laughs> the the matchup is nice, but Mac Jones is going to not be at full strength, obviously, with his high ankle sprain. I I feel like this is a Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, and get out. Yeah, Johnny Smith's going to sure. miss this game. Hunter Henry has done nothing all year. You'd love to say, well, he's all alone. He'll do something. No, don't mess around with it. Pittsburgh at one and three take on the one and uh, the three and one Buffalo Bills, the DraftKings Sportsbook oh, line. Oh, Are you ready for this? Oh, yeah, get wrecked. It's Buffalo minus fourteen at home. The over unders forty six. That is a thirty point line oh. for Buffalo. Sixteen for the uh, Kenny Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, this this is like this was the. The Tom Brady, Randy Moss years, like back when they were getting the, the spread was always two touchdowns, and you're like, I guess I'm going to see the points. I mean, I don't know what the money line bet is on Buffalo here. Oh, it's got to be terrible. Minus nine fifty. Nine fifty. Oh man. I still would. I just. I don't see how Buffalo can lose this ball game, and maybe that's famous last words. Brooks no, is I looking at me like it is, but. Minus 950 seems nice. With a rookie That's quarterback. That's a great return. A rookie quarterback going to Buffalo. And and he looked good to me. I know he threw three uh, interceptions, but I thought Kenny Pittsburgh looked just fine. He had two rushing touchdowns. He was certainly better than Mitchell Trubisky. But a rookie going to Buffalo against one of the four elite defenses in the NFL, he is not going to do jack squat in this game. There's a reason they only have 16 implied points. Uh, it's very difficult for me to take any Pittsburgh Steeler not named Najee Harris. And and Najee Harris, I wanted to talk about him a little bit and maybe broaden the discussion to dynasty, but you know, 3.9 yards per attempt in his first season, made up for it with 74 receptions. Through four games this year, he has 10 total receptions. He's also running for 3.5 a carry. So when you look at this situation, the growth that has to take place with Kenny Pickett, what are, where are you expecting for Najee Harris? Man. I mean, he's on pace for 40 receptions. That would be almost half of last year. Najee, Four touchdowns and 800 yards. Najee's next month 
is Buffalo, oh, no. Tampa Bay, Miami, Philadelphia, bye week. New Orleans after that. I mean, ooh, are you, <laughs> you might. That's you, nausea, Harris. I mean, you might yeah. want to be uh, sending some feelers out there and see if you can, can uh, flip Najee into something. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't blame you if you can upgrade at running back from Najee to you know it, pair him with someone and upgrade to a more capable, more uh, would you play consistent running back? But I would I would still Melvin tonight over Najee against Buffalo on the road. I mean, yes, I would. I would. I would. Oh, uh, I don't that, like that. This is where if you could take the names away, I don't like it. I think it'd be an easier decision. But you well. If you take the names away, you say, okay, Najee's not going to be great. He's not going to put up anything electric, but he's on pace for almost 300 opportunities this year. And whenever you have that much volume, that doesn't mean you're going to be great for fantasy, but he's not going to really often not hit 10 fantasy points. Like 10 fantasy points as a baseline for your running back two or your flex option. I, you know, I expect him to get 10 fantasy points this week. And that's, I'm not writing home to mom and being like, mama, I got 10 fantasy points, but. I would take the under this week. You well, sure. This is a well, man. Buffalo's so good. Yeah. Well, and, and if you're maybe if you're a favorite, you take the ten. Maybe if you're an underdog, even line, you, you'd rather go Melvin. Yeah, I think I'd go Melvin either way. Okay. Hey. Uh, the other options on the offense. I mean, uh, Pat Fryermuth. If you've been playing him, I think you can keep playing him. He did get a and lot. You of, can pray. He got a lot of targets from Kenny Pickett. Um, when Pickett came in the game, so that's hopeful. This, I mean, th this matchup is more of a let's watch what Kenny Pickett does because when he came in, his targets went to George Pickens and not to Deontay Johnson. So, I mean, I, I guess if you have Deontay, maybe you're playing him. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find a different option for anybody. Try to find your way out of Pittsburgh players. Yes, one hundred percent. The schedule adjusted defense, if you want that, they're number one against quarterback, number one against tight end, number two against wide receiver. The Bills' defense is phenomenal. Josh Allen. Remains excellent. Number one in expected points per pass attempt. He's a machine. Devin Singletary. Hey. It's been an interesting year for Singletary. 14 opportunities per game. The RB 26 on the year. Always has the chance to have kind of a bigger game when this offense gets going. Pittsburgh has not been able to stop the run or the pass. They, they've they lost three of their best defensive pieces, and this was a good defense week one. They're no longer a good defense. You have a situation right now where Jamison Crowder at the wide receiver position broke his ankle. Isaiah McKenzie, last I had read, and, and, and Kyle, you should – see recent practice reports if there's anything new last I had seen the report I read made me think he's going to miss this game um, with the concussion correct yeah he hasn't he hasn't done anything to my knowledge yet in practice the hit was brutal McKenzie came out and said like he couldn't move for a portion Dang. Uh, after the hit so you know Stefan Diggs is obviously in your lineup I'm just trying to find that next man up to trust you know Gabe Davis has been beat up I still think week one was a little bit of a, a, a deception in terms of the fact that like the one play he scored the touchdown on was this, it was a really, it was a well-crafted misdirection. No one was around him. He, it wasn't like a, a route down the field. I'm just worried about the targets per route run. I'm worried about the involvement in the offense. Sure. But I feel like this is a get right opportunity for him 
with the potential of McKenzie missing the game, already without Crowder. Highly asked on the website right now, Romeo, Dobbs, or Gabe Davis? Dobbs. Ooh. Okay. I, I, I would go Dobbs just because we've seen a couple of games with Gabe Davis where he isn't getting the targets that you would hope he gets. He, he certainly has the higher touchdown upside because you've got Josh Allen. I don't think Gabe Davis is someone you have to sit, but if you've got a really good option, which I view Dobbs as a good option, then I'm I'm willing to make that switch. Yeah, I'm, I I want to see targets go Gabe Davis's way because right now he seems really big play dependent. Had that 47 yard catch in Week One. It's just a little concerning from a lock him in your lineup standpoint. Dawson Knox has not seen an end zone target and doesn't seem really like a viable player right now. No, not right now. If McKenzie does go somehow, he's in play to me. I agree. Uh, as the slot wide receiver. And then if McKenzie does miss, I mean, probably more of a DFS play, but or a deep league dart throw. Khalil Shakir would fill in as the slot wide receiver. And that's, I mean, speaking of, of targets, uh, like the, the slot wide receiver for Josh Allen gets targets. Houston. Oh, three and one taking on the two and two Jacksonville Jaguars, Jacksonville negatives or <laughs> Jacksonville <laughs> minus seven. According to the DraftKings sports book, the over under is 43 and a half. Houston. We have had some problems. Damian Pierce has not been one of them the last two weeks. The RB 10, the RB six, you lock them in, you start him. Yeah, I, yep. I'm I'm willing to start him. Jacksonville hasn't been great against running backs. Brandon Cooks better week last week, uh, up to fifteen and you know caught seven of seven targets. He got into the end zone and looked pretty good. He's going to be okay. Yeah, he feels like a sleeping giant. That just everything is still there for Brandon Cooks. There, just the the connection with his quarterback had been failing, but we finally got that with a hundred percent catch rate against the Chargers this past week. So I do I do believe that Brandon Cooks will be, you know, a a, a wide receiver too moving forward. Mike, any comments on the, the uh, tight end position for Jacksonville? Evan Ingram, one catch in each of the last two weeks. This makes me sad. I know. I know. This makes me sad. I know. I know you, you wanted something to happen there. Yep. He's no Kyle Pitts, though. <laughs> uh, smash matchup for James Robinson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably yeah. still a sit matchup for Travis Etienne until he gives you a game. Yeah. I, Although it looks like he could do something here. Um, Possibly because the it Texans have been have last so week. bad at running back. But this is really, when you're looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars right now, I think you've got to look at the game script and what your expectation is for how that's going to go. We might be wrong about how it goes because Jacksonville has been surprisingly good. But in this matchup, they're at home. They're favored by a touchdown. They're playing against a very porous run defense. And that, to me, says James Robinson all the way. If they're not in passing situations, then Travis Etienne might not have enough snaps to be valuable. If, if he doesn't get a touchdown, he probably has a really bad fantasy. He only had one target last week in a negative game script, too. Yeah. Was, one he's gone from four to three, three to one. It was very discouraging last week. And he gets smaller by the week. He loses <laughs> five to ten pounds every week. Oh, every man. time, just so uh, the was it like thinner every single yeah. time. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, the... and scaled down like the Control T in Photoshop. I don't think Andy can help himself whenever we're, the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the screen. Whenever yeah. Travis Etienne gets on the field or is seen or gets the ball, 
Andy just is like, he's so tiny. <laughs> it's just, you, it's, you, it's, you think it's a visceral reaction when he bounces off of a defender and then bounces backwards. Yeah. He Much like Michael Carter, for the record. Michael Carter does the same thing. He doesn't seem very strong. Uh, I think he'd been lying on all his sports cards. That's maybe. all I'm saying. Uh, something to monitor. Again, you know, we're trying to help out with deeper leagues. OJ Howard did take over as the, the primary tight end for the Houston Texans. Last week he ran. 26 routes he was targeted on 19 percent of them so he's not well brevin jordan's hurt yeah and they uh they just cut somebody Farrell brown Farrell, yeah Farrell brown was was removed so it's just it's something to monitor sure because goodness oj need... howard versus evan ingram what a pile of we, potential we, hey set we're back to set you down we're back oh, i mean oj howard has more points than pits trevor so. lawrence in this game <laughs> yeah i mean look <laughs> Uh, it's only funny because it's true. Oh man, and more uh, more touchdowns this year than Pitts has in his career. That is correct. Oh. Pitts just needs to get in the end zone, man. What's funny is they they had a breakdown of like yards gained by a certain age yesterday. Oh yeah, I saw that. And Kyle Pitts is like like fourth all time. Yep. Still. You know, ahead of Gronk, ahead of Kelsey, all these players. He's twenty two today. We want him to be something he's not. Is it, Arthur an ageist? Like Arthur is. Pitts is too no, young. No, no, no. He, what he is, is is stupid. I <laughs> would agree with that. Yes. Yes. I, mean, I want to believe there's a bunch of Atlanta coaches sitting in a room. Here we are again. Here we are again. There are, there's a ton of Atlanta coaches sitting in a room. And they got a big old whiteboard. Kyle, you'd appreciate this. They got a whiteboard in the room. And Kyle loves a white boy. And they have one question. Like, how do we possibly use Kyle Pitts? And everybody's scratching their head in that room. They have oh. no idea how to use this weapon. Not Arthur. Arthur's got no. a plan. He yeah. says, we, we run the ball. We run the ball. He erases the question and says, run the ball. Yeah, well. What I, if we're down 20? Trevor run Lawrence or Russell ball. Wilson? Trevor Lawrence has a great matchup against Houston. I like Trevor Lawrence he, this week. Uh, he is probably, he's twenty three today, by the way. Him and Pitts celebrating a birthday wow, together. Man, oh, so many birthdays! Yeah, that's what a great day to be alive. I bet you Pitts at twenty three will be better than Pitts at twenty two. Oh, it won't be hard. Um, <laughs> uh, I would agree with you. Uh, yeah, when it when it comes to to Trevor Lawrence, I would play Russell. But Trevor Lawrence is the last of the players that I would play ahead of Golf. I've noticed over the last week when we compare a player to Russell Wilson, our answer seems to say we still believe Russell Wilson can figure this out. I would play Trevor Lawrence. Or, or not, you know, or not. Hey, guess who we get to talk about? The Atlanta Falcons at 2-2. Two and two. Here we go. Taking on the 2-2 two and two Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The DraftKings Sportsbook line here, Tampa Bay minus 9.5. The over-under is 47.5. Big, big news, guys. Uh, Tom Brady. Practicing. Oh, whew, good. Pants T on. T-shirt possibly wearing it under the jersey so we don't know the whole t-shirt story but practicing julio and godwin some light work tampa bay is if you if you watched their head coach last week atlanta's about to get it <laughs> <laughs> they're about to get it oh do you yeah. agree with that kyle we're gonna get destroyed yeah. i mean just massacred i think uh tampa bay amazingly this game is to take over the nfc south yeah i i mean this is a game where i i really do think that the atlanta falcons need kyle pitts active and need to have him a part of this game plan the buccaneers are great they are top six 
in schedule adjusted against quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and 27th against tight end. That is where they can be beat. Kyle Pitts has the talent to beat them there. I loved your uh, guarantee of a touchdown this week because the matchup is great for Pitts. You need to play him if he plays. It was such a shame to see him pop up on the injury report. That will that will just ruin everything. Yeah, I think today's practice report will mean a lot. If he's limited, then there's a good chance he'll play. If not, you're going to have to find another option. You might, as Jason said, need to find another option anyways. But I, if you think that the problems plaguing Kyle Pitts don't exist at all for Drake London or other pass catchers on that offense, you're wrong. Marcus Mariota is a huge problem. The run-centric offense is a huge problem. Drake London caught 29% of his passes last week. I don't think it's because Drake London stinks. It's because the quarterback position is not being treated the way it is in other, in other, on other teams. And the recipe is unfortunately working for Arthur. His yeah. plan worked. He won the game. That is a problem. Yeah, I mean, when you don't have that much talent, if you want to slow the game down, run the ball more, uh, milk the clock, uh, make the game essentially shorter and, and not give uh, your opponent as many chances to score on your bad defense. It's it's a good approach for trying to stay in these games and make sure that your draft pick can't be good enough to help your franchise in the future. Drake London, a, I believe, is a very difficult decision this week because his yeah, he caught a very low percentage of the targets, but he's Still saw seven of them last week. He's seeing a ridiculous 34%. Much smaller pie, of course, but that's still like he is the focal point of the offense. Tampa Bay is terrifying. So would you guys go with Drake London or let's say Terry McLaurin against Terry McLaurin, the Tennessee easy, Titans? Easy. Okay. Uh, Drake London or Gabe Davis? I'll go Gabe Davis. You know, Terry McLaurin's got a lower separation number than Allen Robinson this year. Really? Yeah. What are you, what are we doing here, Terry? Get it together, brother. Uh where where are you on Gabe Davis, Drake? I think I take Gabe Davis. Okay. Yeah, I I just think your your floor is pretty scary. Drake London, you know, if Pitts doesn't play, I think you can kind of pencil in eight, 7 to 10 targets for Drake London, so maybe that makes him safer and um I just don't know if the upside's there against Tampa Bay. They have a their defense is going to be back with a fire this week and Brady will have weapons and um, it's going to be Tampa. Yeah. It's going to be Tampa in this game. And then that, that puts you in a tough position because a lot of players went out and spent fab on Tyler Algier, Caleb Huntley and enjoy that ride. I mean, that ride might be a painful one this week. It's going to be bumpy. Okay. It's not paved. Got it. Go on. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's a swamp. Yeah, it's, right. It's a swamp. I hope you have a gator boat to get through the yeah. line. Yeah, because if it's a car, you're just you're not going anywhere. I mean, they will run regardless of success. That is that true. is true. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Uh, if I had to start one, it would certainly be Tyler Algier. He was running routes. He is the first man up. He is the more talented of the two backs. Uh, he has the higher team capital spent on him. I'm not starting Caleb Huntley under any situation, even if he uh, happens to get a touchdown this game. The way that he got last game, great. I will be happy to say process over results, and he's on my bench. Uh, Are we getting a Chris Godwin breakout game? Oh, he's he's in. Yeah, since 2018, averaging, you know, what, seven receptions, 100 yards, and 1.3 touchdowns against Atlanta. 
Yeah, he's back. Okay, okay, okay. Brady? Yes. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about him. I mean, yes. this is like the the main pieces are in. The question, like, what do you guys think about Rashad White, who finally got a little bit of action last week? Uh, if this thing turns into the massacre that we think it could be, then maybe he's on the field a little bit. There's no way I'm starting Rashad White. Okay, I, just, I pound the table that he must be picked up. He must be rostered. He okay. can be a, a league winner, but you can't start him. Okay, moving on. Seattle 2-2, two and two, the Saints 1-3. and three. Games in New Orleans, the DraftKings Sportsbook line, New Orleans minus 5.5, the over-under is 46 points. Are we getting Jameis Winston? Are we getting Andy Dalton in this game? Don't know. It's still too early to tell. It really could be either at this point. And then Geno Smith has been excellent. You know, you, you start to look at Geno the way he's playing, the way that, he, you know, he's got weapons and Metcalf and Lockett. Can you look at him in streaming quarterback conversations? I mean, I, I think you have to. He's He's been tremendous. He's done everything they've asked him to do. Uh, he's efficient. He can hit the big play. So, the yeah, and, you know, the Saints, it is a tougher matchup. So, they, you're, I mean, you're looking at, like, do you go Geno or Jared Goff? And... That I'd is go a, Goff. You'd go Goff? Jay, where would you go? I, I would lean Goff there as well. I, they've both been good. Goff is a, uh, I, I think, is a better quarterback, and the, the Patriots' defense is not quite as good as the Saints' defense. That being said, I, I don't think Geno is someone that, you know, if you're in a two-quarterback league, I think Geno is an okay start as a quarterback, too, here. It's really their run defense that is going to uh, shut people down. You know, Rashad Penny, if you're chasing that, from last week, the mon so many people, uh, ourselves included, Mike, had Rashad Penny blow up for 30 points on their bench, and they're going to be like, oh, I got to put him in. I would not do that this week. Would you play Zeke or Penny? Zeke. Zeke. Against uh, the Rams? Yeah. yeah. Would you play Geno Smith or Matthew Stafford against the Dallas Cowboys? I'd play Geno. Yeah, I would yeah. as well. Matthew okay. Stafford has been terrible. Yeah, I would agree. That's, that's a... That's a funny place to be. At it this is. Point. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of those kind of uh, questions. Stafford is going to get a lot of looks at the ceiling of that new dome uh, <laughs> in SoFi Stadium this week. Okay. Chris Olave, lock him into your lineup? Yes. Absolutely. With with the injury right now to Michael Thomas, who didn't participate in practice on Wednesday, uh, the air yards given up I, oh, by love him. Seattle. He's so good. Yeah, uh, he he has to be started. Jarvis Landry, on the other hand, does not have to be started. No, he does not. And Michael Thomas still didn't practice on Wednesday, so it's kind of Olave here. Uh, we talked about Alvin Kamara being back in your lineup. Yep. Selfishly for Olave, I hope Winston's back just because he looks his way downfield a little bit more. But last week, Olave still got into the end zone. That I mean, I talked about it. Positive touchdown regression was coming his way with that amount of involvement in the offense he's going to find himself in the end zone yeah that that's the nice thing about having Andy Dalton as a backup the gap between Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston it exists it is worse to have Andy Dalton but it isn't uh detrimental to the point where you can't start Olave the Chargers are two and two and they take on the Cleveland Browns who are two and two the DraftKings Sportsbook line here Chargers minus two and a half the over-under is 47 and a half Jason shaking its head I, I love, don't know why I love this game I think that this is the sneaky start game of the week uh, I've got bets on the over. Um, I, you know, the the Chargers defense lost Bosa. The Cleveland Browns offense has been 
better than expected. They've been running the ball so well. The Chargers can't stop the run, but the Chargers will score if the Browns do. I, I, I think this game could be really fun for fantasy. Okay, I, I agree. Last year, this game was 47 to 42. Woo! Yeah. And uh, in Cleveland, same same situation. So, I mean, that means Herbert, Eckler, Mike Williams, Gerald Everett, they're all in your lineup. Josh Palmer was a little banged up, a little, little worried about trying to get him out into your lineup this week. Uh, not a lot of targets. Keenan Allen won't play, I don't I don't believe. So from a weapon perspective, I think Eckler's going to have to catch some passes. On the other side, Chubb, you lock him in. I like Kareem Hunt this week. Amari Cooper can have a bounce-back game in this one, although it's a little nerve-wracking to start him at times, but you guys are both fine with it. Absolutely. I think Cooper's a, a good start. And in Joku, I mean, there's there's you know there's four players on both sides of the ball that you're going to start, and I think they're all good starts, and it's pretty easy to separate the line. Like, I, I wouldn't start Donovan Peoples-Jones. I personally wouldn't start Josh Palmer. Uh, assuming Keenan Allen is out, obviously you're not going to start him. So it, this game is just like start the the known commodities and Everett enjoy. and Joku in this game. Would you play Everett or Njoku? I would, <sighs> I lean the Everett direction. That one is so tough. I lean Njoku, but I like both players. That, and this is the, these are guys that I know for sure. There are teams that have both of these players, and they have to make that decision. So where you got to be the tiebreaker here, Mike? I would. Look at my rankings. <laughs> I mean, like, I want to play in Joku. Uh, Herbert's the better quarterback. Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, no, I I have Gerald Everett one spot ahead of David and Joku. Okay. Anything else in this game you guys want to discuss? Uh, just uh, pointing out of interesting of you know Amari Cooper just a massive dud. Last yeah, one week. catch on four targets coming off of two really really strong games where I mean his target volume was absolutely outrageous and last it those two duds or I'm sorry those two monster games that Cooper had Donovan Peoples-Jones disappeared and then last week he was nine targets so it, like week one yeah so it, it I mean if this is the trend then we know that oh that only one of those players can <laughs> have success Brissett only has eyes for one of them yeah at a time <laughs> all right let's move on Starts of the week. All right, week five. We've got your starts of the week. Jason, why don't you kick us off at quarterback? Sure, I'm going to go with Tom Brady in that matchup against Atlanta. T Tampa Bay's team implied total. Yeah, send in the plant man. Uh, 28.3 implied points. 28.3. Uh, That's right, 28.3. What? The Buccaneers against the Falcons. Oh. Oh, oh the I numbers that are bad. Look, uh, Tom Brady's 10-0 and in his career versus uh, Atlanta, including that 28-3 Super Bowl victory uh, in four games versus Atlanta since becoming a Buccaneer. Here's his lines. 390-2, and 399-4, and 276-5, and 368-4. and four. Tom Brady is just, just – gone nuclear on the Falcons he's got his weapons back you play him Mike all right I'm going with Joe Burrow we this is the week he gets the Ravens I have him uh just outside of the elite quarterbacks he's my so my favorite of who's not in that bunch last year against Baltimore the QB two 
and the QB won. That 525-4 performance was against the Ravens, and the Ravens, they look exactly the same as last year where you're going to be able to exploit that secondary. All right, I'm going with a quarterback from the highest over-under of the week, Derek Carr. Send in the oh, car. there it is. Send in the car. How's it feel? Oh, super nerve-wracking. <laughs> uh, it's also a Monday night football game. Oh, but the Chiefs, no. the Chiefs' defense has been really, really bad against the pass. The Raiders are throwing at the fourth-highest rate in the NFL, and the Chiefs are being thrown on 72% of the time. That's the highest in the NFL. And the reason being is they're going to score a ton of points against the, the Raiders. So the volume should be there. He has an elite weapon. Like last year when matchups were lined up like this for Derek Carr, it was still a little bit of a – um, uh, more of a gamble, I think, in my mind with dependency on Waller and Renfro. You add Devontae Adams to that mix, and they're in a must-win situation. Mac Hollins, baby. You add Mac Hollins to the mix. That's what he I was gets, getting at. He gets large. Like, ETN gets smaller. Mac Hollins is just... If they were on the field, every, if every they week. played each other, he would just siphon <laughs> the entire body away. You would watch ETN disappear as Mac Hollins... He would just be a jersey. ...becomes <laughs> Moe On the Cox. ground, yeah. It's like um, a Dementor. Is that what they, is that what they do? Matt uh, Collins yeah, is? Sure. Yeah, I like that. Running back. Uh, at running back, James Robinson against Houston. This is a game uh, yeah. at home, seven-point favorites against the Texans, and the Texans are allowing 172 rushing yards per game, the most runs of 10-plus yards or more. James Robinson should be a smash play this week. I'm going with Damian Harris, who says he does not care about your snap counts or your algos or your math because he he's just getting it done, and the matchup is there. The Lions are the only team to give up top 12 running back points every single week. They're allowing 5.3 yards per carry. The way that Harris and Ramondre, it's being handled, they're just it's alternate drives. So I think that there is a, there is a good chance for Harris and Ramondre to both end up in the top 24 this week. They're home favorites. If they it's if it's zappy, if it's a hobbled Mac Jones, zap, zap, zap. they're they're gonna rely even more on Harrison Ramondre. All right, here we are in the uh the start of the week at running back, and everybody knows that the emotional pits guaranteed touchdown thing. That came outside the context of the actual guarantee area. Okay. Which mm -hmm. is the starts of the week. That's where Thielen and Tunyon were. And that's where Kareem Hunt is this week. Kareem Hunt's my start of the week at running back. Oh, man. I guarantee go he's going to score a touchdown this week. He's had 15 opportunities per game, but he has somehow not gotten into the end zone the last few weeks. Much he's been failing in the Hunt zone. Mike has been screaming at the television. It's yes. happening in this game against the Chargers. Um, he was the RB8 last year against them with a couple of touchdowns. It's happening this week, Kareem Hunt. Okay, I like that. You're putting uh, a little... Uh, <laughs> Plus, plus 165, anytime touchdown score. Okay, uh, let's see. Where are we? Wide receiver. Wide, wide receivers. I'm going with Chris Olave regardless yeah. of the quarterback situation. Michael Thomas is still banged up. Uh, and if Jameis Winston is there, uh, I mean... You could have 15 targets. Yeah. You, Seattle's allowing the third most expected points per pass attempt. And more importantly, the second most 20-plus yard passing plays. That is the like Chris that. Olave... Special sauce. He's seeing nearly four deep targets per game. The chasm between Chris Olave's league-leading 673 air yards and second place some guy named Tyreek Hill at 453 is absurd. The, the combination of the deep targets combined with Seattle's matchup 
he I just don't see how he doesn't have a big play in this game. I'm going with Robert Woods of the Tennessee okay. Titans. Okay. Bye, trees. Traylon Burks is out, and quietly over the past three weeks, Woods is seeing a 26% target share. He's recovered from that ACL. Then you look Getting at the stronger. Look at the matchup. The Manders have given up top 12 wide receiver points every week. Top six and three of the four. Christian Kirk six for 117. Amon Ra nine for 116. And Dose Devonte Smith eight for 169 and a touchdown. Ceedee Lamb. Six for ninety-seven and a touchdown. Robert Woods as the number one for this team. I, I love Woods it, Mike. Might be on your waiver wire. I love right it now. because I have to play him. I signed oh, I him and I have to play him, and I love hearing that. It's a good play. Uh, I'm going to go with T. Higgins against Baltimore with wide receiver one potential Higgins. on the yes. week, and I mean one overall. Last year against Baltimore, he scorched them. Fifteen targets in week seven, thirteen more in week seventeen. Uh, Baltimore is allowing the most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers in the game. The third most 20-plus yard passes. Jamar Chase is always in your lineup, too. They're both amazing starts this week in that game against Baltimore. At tight end, we're going conk, conk, baby. Tyler Conklin, I have okay. finally come around after every single week saying, I don't believe, I wouldn't pick him up. Oh, the quarterback's changing, but he won't go away he until is, now when you make him well, your start of the of week course keep on conking uh he's the tiny the world <laughs> on the season <laughs> he has the most routes run at the position miami is allowing the highest pass success rate in the nfl so if you just need points from the position which i think a lot of people out there they're just yeah we they don't that. want a goose they just want to get you know eight nine points if you're in full ppr i'm going to take 40 plus routes seven plus targets um and and have some guaranteed points from Conklin this week against Miami. And he looks spectacular if he rips his helmet off. That's yeah. true. Conking on, on heaven's door. Okay. Conk, conk, conking <laughs> on heaven's door. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's there. It's there. Yeah, I, I heard like a it. chuckle from the deucer's alley back there. Oh, yeah, yeah it was chuckle-worthy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Brooks. Nice to have you back. Um, I'm going with Dallas Goddard. Good day. Uh, here's the deal. He plays the Arizona Cardinals, and they stink. Uh, Dallas Goddard's averaging five targets and 60 yards. And let me remind you, he plays the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, opposing tight ends are being targeted 27% of the time versus Arizona. Three red zone targets so far, no touchdowns, positive touchdown regression and, can be coming. Yeah, and you might think, well, they played against Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey, and so maybe it's the, maybe they're not really bad. Schedule adjusted, they are the 30th best against tight ends. They suck. Yep. Did you know a couple fun facts from that game? Do you know that the Eagles have never won a game there ever? What in Arizona? Yeah, oh. in the in that stadium. I think that's going to change. They're zero and four, zero and four all time. Is that including the awesome NFC Championship? Game? I believe it, it would include that. <laughs> well, I didn't know playoffs. I mean, you know, yeah, sometimes so, they don't. Just throwing it out there for maybe you know an almost upset or something. Oh, I, uh, I, I T.J. Hawkinson. I dare you. T.J. Hawkinson taking on New England. <laughs> I can gauge whether an almost upset is going to work by Jason's gaping mouth hole, which would, is large. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm doing it. I'm just saying I could do it. Well, you, well, I yeah. got the button. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson is my start of the week. New England has given up five touchdowns to the tight end position in the last three weeks, including three straight games. Uh, they have been bad, and Hawkinson is super necessary again. 
Jason got the turd nice and shiny, and I'm putting it in the display yeah. window this week. They were Very wrong. Nice. Um, they were wrong. You can shine a turd. You can shine it. You can sell it. And and uh, <laughs> I I don't know if you should go out there and sell it just yet. But just wear gloves. Hawkinson, uh, does it? Could it? Pot, you know they have the um, what is the what are those forests called when the wood becomes petrified? Petrified. A petrified turd. That's where I was going. <laughs> It was going to be a longer journey than you just screaming it from the microphone. I just wondered if that could happen. It's a lot better than a regular turd. You could display it then, and the smell would be gone. It would be a rock because petrified. It would be a a rock turd. If you found a petrified turd, would you just think it's a rock? I think people save those, yeah. I think it's a fossil at that point. Have I held a petrified turd and not known it? Probably. Yeah, it's possible. Picking up shiny rocks? Yeah, that's where they get probiotics from. We just recycle them? Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we're done with the start of the week, but oh, we've got a goodness. much more important segment um, from a very sophisticated man. Jason Moore's Ironclad, Locked and Loaded, 100% guaranteed boom, boom, kicker of the week. <clears throat> London felt nice, so I said, let's stay twice, whatever England's laws be. On horseback like Revere, shouting, Brits, they here! Victories with the Packers' Mason Crosby. Okay. Day yeah, boy, stay in England. Day here? Day here! Is that- D-A-E, day here! Now, is that... Is that modern or is that old? Oh, that's super modern. No, that is <laughs> okay. not old English. That the is... kids are saying day here. Mm-hmm, that's right. Hello, okay. yellow. Where's my young Where's kids. my Uber Eats? Day here. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, by the way, injury update for you. Curtis Samuel with an illness, absent from practice. Uh, Dotson. Dotson. Yeah. Still not there. Yeah. We don't have Dotson He's going to miss. Uh, so, yeah, the Washington, Tennessee Matchup previews on tomorrow's show, so we'll talk more about that, give you some more updates. Um, I'm getting sent Etsy uh, links from Al Borland. What do I have here, Al? It's a $50,000 petrified poop. Really? Yep. Uh, It's called a frightening prehistoric effigy, but but it's it's, it's a bowel movement. A dino poop? Is it a dino turd? I mean, that's got to be a Is it dinosaur? I have no idea. Or is idea. it like a real big one from like a prehistoric is rat? It a, like a mammoth? A woolly mammoth? It looks pretty big. It looks disgusting. <laughs> I don't understand how it's $50,000. It sounds like a deal. It's listed under, quote, rare find. This item is hard to come by. <laughs> I would imagine so. Yeah. I don't. There must be somebody in this world. That's their, that's their gig. Like yeah. they go out and they look for... Dino turds. Oh, is that like the great find? They're treasure hunters, but you know, it's like I finally found it—the turd. <laughs> yeah, that was gonna be one of the Indiana Jones, but they they actually cut that script. Yeah, Good they call. Went, they went with aliens. All right, hey. <laughs> <laughs> they should have gone back to the yeah, turd because they, they ended up with one. Uh, Twitch promo here for you. That's where we'll be on Thursday night. On Twitch, tonight, (laughs) I'm barely alive at the end of this episode because I'm so distracted by the um, petrified bowel movements. 
But ballerslive.com, 8 p.m. Eastern. Please come and join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. We just want to hang out. We want you there. Be there. Yes. Yes. And so uh, ballerslive.com, it's going to be a blast. Jason's going to say things that he's never thought of before. I mean, me live is a real problem. So We've seen that before. Yeah. Come and, come and enjoy the experience. Yes. All right. That is it. More matchups tomorrow. Wheel of Shame. <sighs> yeah, baby. We'll see you tonight, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com and follow us on Twitter at the FFBallers.